If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. This episode of Friends Without Benefits is brought to you by DraftKings. Check them out at DraftKings.com. Everybody, it's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. We're here at Sideshow Network, sideshownetwork.com. Did I get that right? Not TV. Not TV. I already screwed up. Sideshownetwork.gov. Uh, it's a government-operated uh, um, podcast network. No, it's .tv. I'm here with Christine Blackburn, my new bestest friend. You know what I found out on the way here as we became Facebook friends? Yeah. We have a lot of mutual friends. You know, it's sometimes it's amazing when I see like 900 friends in common. It's like unbelievable. It's like how could you possibly know that person right. and I know that person? Well, it's, a, it's, it's actually a smaller town here in Los Angeles mm. than people think, especially if you just pick apart show business, you know, and so there's those people. But then if you would go further down and you just say – comedians or performers so the pool gets smaller and smaller and we're just obsessed with networking well we love to network you know i think it's like an ongoing thing i don't think you can't it's like coca-cola why do they advertise because pepsi's right behind them if they stop so you can't really stop advertising how'd you like that maria do you like that analogy the Coke yeah. and the Pepsi thing? Well, now Coke, the stock, Coke stocks are going to go right up from, right, this, yeah. from this free plug that they got. Yeah. Well, with your YouTube hits, there's no oh, reason yeah. why it wouldn't. I got all the hits. You do got all the hits. I got dozens of hits. Uh, and we were also talking – so you have a podcast, Storyworthy. Yeah, Storyworthy, you, here at the Sideshow Network. Right here, .tv. Hello. .edu. Yep. And what's very educational. So you decide what stories are uh, worthwhile telling. Is that, oh, the, gosh, is that how no. it tra- is that how it translated? Oh, oh, okay, so I'm just I'm reading it. <laughs> it's actually the absolute opposite. <laughs> okay. You are so funny. Jason, look, if you ask somebody to tell you a true story, mm-hmm. are they going to tell and they, and they of course can choose what story they want to tell. What story do you think they're going to tell you? A good story or a, or a bad story? They're going to tell you a good story. They're going to tell you the best story yeah. they have. Yeah. And therefore, that's what Storyworthy, the Storyworthy podcast does, is it makes, you know, each week it's a new story brought by a guest who is telling their very best story. So mm-hmm. all the stories are worthy way before I, I listen to them. I, I don't hear the stories until they're in studio. But literally, I've done about 310 podcasts now, I think. I'm, I don't think I've ever heard a bad story. I, I'm. So you don't have any preference. Uh, like you don't I, you talk about anything you want. Just I a mean, true story. I mean, yeah. So, but so you don't know what they're going to tell. Uh, I do. In in, in uh, before they come in, yeah. I send them a query letter, yeah. and I say, you know, I'm excited you're going to be on the Storyworthy podcast. You need to tell a true ten minute story. Any topic goes. Please let me know when you when you when you have that topic. Yeah. And then we try to narrow it down and get to the meat of what they're talking about because sometimes people will be too broad or too specific and we kind of have to mine it for what I know um, listeners are going to tune into. Have you ever like been 
being totally shocked? Like, have you ever got like thrown a curveball when people are telling the story? Like, you weren't you weren't prepared for what they had to say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, three hundred. You know, I can I tell you something that happened last year? I had Sugar Ray Leonard on my show. Very now cool. I'm name dropping. I know. No, that's very cool. I'm impressed. And he told me, and I I had not. Now I always. You know, I look into the guests. I know who I'm talking to. But I had not read Ray's book. I should have read it and I didn't. I should have read it. I mean, I knew I should have read it and I didn't because it is in the book. But then it came out in our podcast together that he was sexually abused by a trainer when he was 12. And I heard that and I just was blown away. I was blown away. I, I, I don't know. So that, that, was the one, yeah. that was the one time I was truly – I just didn't know that happened. Well, you're kind of like you're in the place of the person listening that didn't know that. So you're kind of having a similar response, which must be kind of, you know, I think. Well, you have to go down that path then. You can't say, oh, really? Huh. And so what else is coming up for you, Ray? Right, right. You have to go. Now we're on that path. And now we got to talk about sexual abuse. And we got into Jerry Sandusky. And, you know, it was great. It was wonderful. But so that was a moment that sort of took me back. It's interesting how people like will talk about things. Uh, and be really open about things when, you know, normally they may not when it's like in a situation like this, it's being broadcast and, and you know, kind of sitting in a public place. But I feel like podcast in general or, or storytelling, if it's mm-hmm. like The Moth or something like that, people feel like this is this is a safe place to tell uh, to tell like a really important story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's amazing. And it should be it should be a safe place. And the other idea of the other idea of story worthy is that. Uh, the interview picks up when their story ends. So the interview doesn't start with, oh, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where'd you go to school? Like, it's none of that because most times people on my show, we already know that about them anyway. You can it, Wikipedia that if you really yeah, want Yeah, and to. it picks up where it ends. So they say, and that's the last time I saw my mother. You know, we all clap and then I say, wait a minute. So you haven't seen your mother in how long or whatever? So we start there. And so then the conversation, you learn more about the person from them telling something personal than just the just the facts. I want to take a little break and talk about how baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball, and that means no season-long commitments. At DraftKings, it's like a brand new season every time you play, and hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you, yes, even you, have already cashed in at DraftKings and is now your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com and enter promo code FRIENDS, that's F-R-I-E-N-D-S, to play for free. You could win part of the $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code FRIENDS for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. So, you know, we talked about you've done uh, 310 you episodes. Know, yeah, I think it's, you know... I really wish I got to I get a number on that because I, I still haven't celebrated the yeah. 300th yeah. and I know it passed. Right. What is, what, is the, what is the gift for 300? Is it uh, – uh, I think it's paper. Paper, yeah. And I thought we'd get origami yeah, for okay. everybody here at SideshowNetwork.gov. Yes. God, we're, getting, we're, really, we're really hammering down <laughs> that branding. If you could go back, right? So you've done, you've done 300 plus of these. Yeah. If you could go back and tell your younger podcast self – uh, give give your younger podcast self some advice. What would you do different starting at episode one, oh knowing what you know now? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I've learned so much, you know, and it's truly been um, a very independent learning process <laughs> because I started podcasting, you know, 2010. It was pretty new. I mean, Adam Carolla had been around for a year and Mark Marin, but I really learned like hands and knees groveling every single step. So. How much I've learned is it's it's innumerable. I yeah. can't even. But so I'll just to name a few things would be 
don't talk so much, Christine. Well, now it's okay. Christine. How about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? How about keep your microphone off when the other person is telling their story? How about um, get, get, more, get more plugs in? Plug in the middle of the show. Take a break. Talk about what's coming up next week. I do all these things now, you know? Also, I've never skimped on sound. Like before I came to Sideshow Network where we have these fabulous engineers like Maria Spertolozzi and Andrew Steven – I would podcast out of my house, which was good for many reasons because I was podcasting at 7 o'clock at night. I always made fried chicken for some strange reason. I always had beer. I have guitars and pianos and a piano and I have a cat. And it was always like this come, cool, hip, you know, we're smoking pot in the kitchen. And I had a sound engineer always come. So I never skimped on sound. I always paid for sound. That was really fun in my apartment because now Sideshow, I mean, it's, it's an advantage to come here and I don't have to pay for the sound engineer. And it's professional and there's parking and there's, a, you know, a kitchen, craft service. But there's three pianos, so that's good. We still but, got all the pianos. Yeah. But it's 10 in the morning. The fluorescent lights are above. I'm drinking a Diet Coke, you know. Where's, where, where's the rock and roll? We're making our own rock and roll. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, so that's... <laughs> I know, yeah. It, it's a different vibe going on. But I, I, that's not to say I learned from that. I'm just saying I started in that vibe. And then I had to transition into more of a professional, um, straightforward, which I think is the way to go. But when I started podcasting, I was more nervous, right? So I kind of needed a couple of beers. I kind of felt oh, yeah. a little funny about, you know, having, you know, Phil Hendry's coming to my house. Dana Gould is coming up to my apartment. Like, so that's... You know, I think you start off as professional as you can. Although, although that being said, if you want to start a podcast, you just start it however you can. Well, you know that uh, you know there's a lot of people that start podcasts, just like anything. There's yeah. a lot of people who start things and they fail, and they fail, or they just they, there's no follow through. Like they're like Here's they don't the- have a strategy. They're not they're not thinking long term. You know, it's like well, okay, I have an idea for a podcast. First, let me get the Facebook page, and then the Twitter, and then you know, it's like well, then you have nothing to promote, and and what do you think? You need to have that longevity for, for those. You have to plan it out. Before, look, hey, when I started StoryWorthy, I did do a lot of things right. I did things wrong, but I did a lot right. One of the things I did correctly was I, I got the idea in April of 2010, and the first show aired in July. When that first show aired, I had four in the can to back it up. Yeah. Now I'm always six episodes ahead. Like I never get behind. I always want to have – because in case something happens or somebody cancels or whatever, you've got to have a, a stock – because uh, st- you never know, like if you get sick and you can't record, right, yeah. or whatever. So, you know, you have to think long term. The idea of you just figure out, just do it every week, and we'll just figure it out, and I'll make a call. It just doesn't work that way. The logo is so important that people blow it all the time. I'm so blown away that you could even blow a logo anymore. Can you blow a logo, Maria? Oh yeah. It sounds dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> In terms of like, you have to be able to understand what I that logo. I just put cleavage in everything, and all my thumbnails, my YouTube videos. And what can I do that now? What? <laughs> but if you know, you're looking at like a half inch by half inch box. That's how people, even smaller on a phone. That's how people are going to. So they have to identify that logo right away. You got to think about music. You've got to think about. Um, you got to think about structure. You got to write it down. You know, I mean, this these are my. This is my opinion. If there's going to be any longevity to it. People have to know when it's coming, when you drop it. It's always consi- uh, consistent. You got to get a hosting site at Libsyn. You have to get so there's a lot to do, a lot to do. So, folks, if you want to start a podcast, think about a Christmas premiere. How about that? What's the motivation? Be, be, you have all that in line. You're doing it every week. But what's the motivation to keep doing it? Okay, 
I just I have a new book out. Oh, we're going to talk about the book. Hit to LA, You're Mr. Get, life. Yeah. And the thing First is, book. I come from um, no money at all. Yeah. Uh, and so poverty is a great motivator sure. for me. I'm also the youngest of six. Yeah. So I'm the oldest of six. No, you're not. I am. You are not. I am. I don't believe you. I am the oldest of six. That is fascinating. The youngest being, tw- well, younger. No, I find that fascinating yeah. because th- that's so interesting because I'm the youngest, you're the oldest. And you are kind of, you are, I could tell you're a leader. You are. You're a yeah. leader. I could totally tell that. Yeah, I'm a leader, everybody. Listen up. Really? Find us at sideshownetwork.leader. Yeah. You are, Jason. I can tell. And well, how many you. boys and girls in your family? Uh, one boy, rest of girls. No. No. Yes. yes. Guess what? Five girls, one boy in the Blackburn house. We're like the op- we're like the op- opposite. I'm so happy to be meeting you. I can't even tell you. I got. I'm going to show you this picture in my book. Here it is. The, there's six uh, kids. A we're in a pyramid in Ocean City, New Jersey. My daughter was. Looking- uh, I'm, I was born in Hackensack, New Jersey. Were you really? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Bergen County. Bergen County. I'm driving my kid to school this morning. She's in second grade. She's eight. She's flipping through my book in the in the back seat. And she says, Mama, I know why all these pictures are in black and white. I said, oh, yeah, why is that, Alabama? And she said, because you were born in the olden days. Yeah. God damn it. That is true. <sighs> well, okay, well, then you know what? Let's just let's make a hard right and, and talk about your book. It's from uh, PIT to LAX? Pitt to LAX. Pitt. Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, because I was a flight attendant for about seven years, and the city code is Pitt, P-I-T, and then the city code for Los Angeles is LAX. And when you grow up in a place like Pittsburgh or perhaps Hackensack, New Jersey, you're often not encouraged or not given the opportunity or the support to perhaps be in show business. It's like a Bruce Springsteen song. You know, the steel mill's closing down. And, and, you know, the water is, uh, you know, rising. Sure. Yeah, the tide is, we're fighting the tide. Yeah, and uh, we're in Philadelphia. Uh, The thing is, is my parents, you know, their education, they didn't know, they, there was no wherewithal Los Angeles entertainment industry. It didn't make any sense. There was no internet. There was no, and so it wasn't meant it wasn't real. You couldn't just go to Los Angeles and be an actress. That was for other people to do. Well, I, that's how I felt about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not only other people. It's probably people from another planet. I mean, yeah. it's just so far removed. And so I didn't come to Los Angeles. Instead, I became a flight attendant. And then I went into the Peace Corps. And while I was in the Peace Corps, I got sick with a very rare type of cancer, which is really when we really kick up the numbers here, folks. When we start talking about cancer, boy, people can't get enough. Uh, anyway, I got can- no, true. I got cancer. I survived, and then I made my way to Los Angeles because I couldn't go back to the airline because I had resigned, and I couldn't go back to the Peace Corps because I had to be five years cancer free, and I was only six weeks cancer free after the chemo and the whole thing. And so I finally came to Los Angeles. So it took me until I was thirty-one. So the book is fourteen chapters, and the last chapter culminates in me going on the dating game. When I first came Spoiler to Los, alert. When I came to Los Angeles. That's, yeah, I buried the lead. Yeah, and so I went on the dating game and I was in a, uh, well, when I, I went to the open house to try to get on the dating game, I was in a long blonde wig because I'd only been out of chemo for like six weeks. Yeah. So the producer of the show, the dating game, she called me that night after the open call and she said, oh my gosh, Christine, you're so cute and you're so funny. We really liked you. But why were you in disguise? And I said, well, here's the thing, Jackie. I just got through chemotherapy and whatever. And so she said, come into my office at Sunset Gower, and I will take a look at you. So I drove to the lot the next day, drive on pass. I'm feeling like a star. I go to her office, and I take off my hat. And she said, oh, you're cute. You're fine. But, you know, you can't wear your wig. 
And so that's the last chapter in the book. It's actually the second to the last chapter in the book of me appearing on the dating game. And do you want to know if I, I won or not? Well, I think we all want to know if you won. Oh, you already won as, as in our hearts. I was bachelor at number two. Of course I fucking won. Yeah. Yeah, I right won, Right in the middle, man. yeah. You yeah, have like two like uh, polar opposites. Of okay. Right. A super hot – okay. A super – okay. On my right, bachelor at number one, yeah. I kid you not, she was a lesbian. She hit on me the day of the taping. She hit on me. She, she liked my haircut, which is crazy. I thought I could beat her. I knew I could beat her. But Bachelorette number three was this super hot UC Santa Barbara cheerleader. And she had this long mahogany hair. And she was into you too. And she was so beautiful. And she had on a light blue feather suit. Feathers, yes. And I would have picked her in a minute. And I didn't know if I could beat her. But when the game started progressing, now of course, you know, the dating game, they can't see you, right? right. So <laughs> we're in the chairs. And... You know, I'm funny, you know, and I am on and I am just killing it. And he's asking the questions and I'm just killing it. And as soon as the break came, both of the girls turned to me and they said, oh, you so won. And I look at them and I say, I know. But was there anything – is there anything faked about that? You know how some things – No, it wasn't faked at all actually, no. And uh, anyway, so that's uh, the last chapter in the book. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. What happened with the dude? The dude and I are still very good friends. In fact, he came to my book release party the other night. And he's a really good person. He's a lawyer. and um, But he cares for people of the other sex. Okay. Uh, of the sex than you? That's right. Okay. Why was he on the dating game? I don't know. I, You know, I, well, I mean, there might be a little some of it. It's like, I'm on TV, so I know. so, so I what? Know. So uh, to switch gears from cancer <laughs> and feather suits a little bit. So you uh, had Kevin Allison on. I show. love Kevin Allison. And if, just so I want to make sure I'm correct, and I think that I am. It's Kev, Kevin Allison from the state. Yes. Okay. So when I, I saw that, I freaked out because the state is between Three's Company and the state is the reason I got into comedy. Wow. Yeah. I used to go see tapings of the state at NYU in New yeah. York. Fabulous. I, I, you know, I and they had the reunions. It's I, unbelievable it's, where all those people went. It, it's. I'm such a huge fan. I geek out so hard. Awesome. Awesome. Um, uh, is he here in L.A.? I'm no, never, no, no, no. He's, he's New York, in New York. New York yeah. Right, okay. Um, what he's, made you want to have him on the he's show? He's from Cincinnati. Okay. And, uh, and uh, we actually have a similar upbringing in that, you know, brought up Catholic, very white. Yeah. You know, very rural. And he has the Risk podcast, of course. Risk, it's um, all capital letters, okay. R-I-S-K, out of New York. And it's a great podcast. It's very risky. It's similar to Storyworthy in that the guest talks about what they want to talk about. But it is uh, – it's pretty much all sex, pretty much all sex all the time. Uh, Kevin is so talented and so I yeah. He's you so uh, he's, you know, he was on my podcast. In fact, we in fact Maria Spertolosi, the sound engineer, right here. She picked him up at LAX and brought him right here to do my show. You're so lucky. And then we went and did the Podfest together. And I saw him. I spent like two days with him actually. Two you know two you know a couple of occasions. And then we uh, he performed on Sunday at the Podfest, and um, he's just great. Super talented. Yeah, I saw. I, I need to. I need to listen to that that episode. I mean, I you know yeah. went through and I was just like, oh Kevin my Allison. gosh, that episode of Storyworthy is so humorous. He, it's called. Um, gosh, I got to think of the, the the actual name of the episode, but what it's about is him going to this uh, you know a sex club in New York and hooking up with this guy who then tied his high top sneakers to his balls. Okay. And it just gets crazy. I mean, you, that, it, that's like the, that's like the opening. It's called an. It's, I think that's called an Air Jordan, <laughs> right? Isn't I think it could be. That's a good one. Yeah. 
Just so do it. When okay, so you know, <laughs> when did you say like, eh, I'm going to go write a book, and I'm going um, to I'm going to get a book published. Yeah. You know, now well, like a lot of people can say, you could, there's a lot of self publishing, and yeah. there's you know what I mean. But what what was the catalyst that was well, just the like? Moth, well, you know, I, I start in the same same reason why I started Storyworthy was because the moth. You mentioned that earlier out of New York as well, and I used to do stories all around town here in Los Angeles with a moth. You know, which is storytelling, but it's a five minute story. They give you the category, and then when you go to the moth, you may or may not even get picked to go up, and that used to just drive me crazy because you could. You pay to go to the gig. You pay for drinks. You put your name in. They pick the topic. You wrote a story, and you may not even perform because they only pull ten names. But that kind of got me motivated and uh, to write stories. And because my life, if you read this book, you know there's some, a lot of crazy stuff. You know, um, from my childhood, you know, up until I came to Los Angeles, and it continues to be crazy. Um, but you it, know, if they're it, not going to pick the, the you, the stories yeah. are. You know, it's like I always wanted to be an actress, right? But the actresses are so amazing out here. I mean, the talent is unparalleled. Everyone's good. Everybody's good. Yeah. But where you cannot compete with me, not that you would want to compete with me, Jason. I know. Wouldn't, Maria competes with me it. all the time. Now, uh, I have story, you know, my stories, and that's true for everyone. Everyone has stories. That being said, it doesn't mean everyone knows how to tell a story. Well, some people meander on. Some people tell you it's about one thing, and it's not about that at all. Uh, but anyway, I've always been writing, and, and now I write for the Huffington Post as well, and it's great. I've heard of it. I'm into it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, you know, you're, it's that thing, you know, like, because I do YouTube, yeah, right? right? And I was a thing where I was like, I don't, I don't want to wait for some casting director or, yeah. or some producer to say, yes, you're allowed to, to act. You're allowed to create. And I think that's why a lot of right. people did YouTube. And I think, you know, you saying, well, you know what? I, I don't need my name to be picked. It's like I'm going to pick my own name. And I'm going to write a book, and I'm right. going to put it out there. Uh, for people to love it or leave it. Well, I did do casting, and you know, yeah. you know, I did that for years. I mean, probably the first, you know, four, 13, 14 years I was out here, it was just audition after audition after audition, and I was successful in mm-hmm. terms of I did you know fifty, sixty commercials, mm-hmm. and I did a couple movies, so I did some stuff. But it's so not about you, you mm-hmm. know. When and, and and when you're an actor, you're the last thing that gets plugged in in the movie. I mean, I'm not talking about the big stars. I'm not talking about a Tom Cruise picture. I'm talking about you know regular commercials or television spots or guest star spots. You know, the the script is written, things are produced, things get made, and then the last thing they do is they plug you in. You're just like a little flick, a little crumb on the table. You're nothing. And if if you don't work, who cares? Because somebody's behind you. So. I like. I wanted a little more power than that, so I feel like by creating my own show, pot, my own you know story worthy podcast, and now I have story worthy media, which covers you know I have a game show and I have all these different things. Is that going on. is that storyworthymedia.com? It is storyworthymedia.com. That's a little plug there. That's what I call that. Thank I call that you. a tiny, like a baby, story. tiny little, tiny little it's plug. A, and I'm going to get the Jason Horton bump. I think. Why? Oh, huge Jason. I'm Horton I'm getting bump. the Jason Horton bump. The Jason Horton bump is a bump like no other. It's the JHB. That's what I, I mean. Call you know, it. people can you know that are listening. You know, friends without without benefits either on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can always subscribe, leave a comment, leaving a comment, comment five stars, stars is nice. Follow yeah. you on Twitter, Twitter, yeah. Follow me. You know, do you Jason. Vine? I do Vine. Yeah, I, I love do everything. Vining. I do everything. Yeah, I'm I about think... to hit about to hit a million loops, but it's wow. been a hard upward. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, you know my YouTube YouTube.com slash Jason Horton. I mean, what? What is Snapchat? That? In, Snapchat and Instagram. The Jason Horton. I mean, yeah. what, are we, what are we getting into here? I want to talk about Snapchat. 
Uh, we just had a long conversation about Snapchat. I'm a huge Snapchat. Did I miss it? Well, here's the thing is like about Snapchat, and, you know, for anyone who cares. It's aged up. You know, it yeah. used to be like, I don't want to send dick pics or I don't yeah. want to get dick pics. Um, I mean, you can still do that. But I think it's, you know, where I know a, a certain phone company is doing a, a web series on Snapchat. Uh, I won't say who or what. Wow. Um, and, you know, if you look on it, there's like, you know, Vice and Yahoo. They all yeah. have their there are things on there and it's just it's true engagement yeah you know you can tweet something but who knows who's going to see what you know um uh you can have whatever amount of followers but if you know a thousand ten thousand people twenty thousand a hundred thousand people looked at your snapchat well they saw it wow love it or leave it you there's true engagement that, there okay so you definitely make yeah you definitely make a connection and you can sell that mm. you can sell that to people jason I do your, sell that to you people. You think your little mind is just I know. tick, 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 tick. And I'm old. But I'm, I was a young adopter I'm of old. computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's – it's uh, it's def- but I learned from kids like Tumblr. I was like I'm not a 14-year-old girl but I will learn uh, how to do Tumblr from, from people in high school and stuff like that yeah. and what works because not everything works for everybody. Well, it, but if you look at the kids and how they look at things and how they're watching things, that is the, that is the future yeah. obviously. They're not sitting down to watch the 11 o'clock news anymore. No, but not so much. They can, you know, they can listen to, you know, get storyworthy and listen to that. That's right, storyworthymedia.com, storyworthypodcast.com. What? I know. Uh, you know, at, at sideshownetwork.tv. It I never mean, ends. What? What? What are we getting into here? Are your brothers? Are your sisters like this as well? Um. Uh, yeah. My some some. Where are. do your sisters live now? Uh, New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. My family's still in Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been in LA? Since 2006. Yeah. It's a good place, right? You like I it? I love it. I wish I, I, I moved too. here sooner. We live in the same neighborhood, essentially. Yeah. That's so yeah. strange. From the same area. Yeah. Live in the same, have the same friends. Yeah. That's something else. So, what and so the, we, are we friends without benefits then is what we are. I mean, that's kind of the uh, end of the oh, day. Oh, zero benefits, but tons well, of friendship. Is, no, I think this is a benefit, though, that we both enjoy the Sideshow Network. Yeah. That we're both from the east side. I mean, these are benefits. Is that a benefit? Yeah. Is it? Take off your pants. They're off. <laughs> I want to imagine people that have pants off. No, they would. They would turn up. What is the pre- like? Okay, what is the pressure of publishing a book? Well, you know, I can't really go to pressure. I don't really do that to myself. Yeah, but I want to. I want to put you to pressure. You know, just in terms of like, I feel like. Uh, is there like a, a, a word? You know, because like, there's not pressure. There's ambition. Okay. And there's drive, and a lot of that comes from. Um, Poverty, <laughs> and also, and also comes from the fact that I had cancer, and I and I also, you know, look, I don't want to bring the show down, but I lost my dad last year. I lost my one of my best friends a couple years ago. You know, people seem to be dropping over like flies, and I say to myself, Christine, you are so much more interesting. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I feel like I do have a story and I do have something to share, and at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I'm more uh, I'm more fascinating than some people. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like I should own that. I, I, I write you know, it down. You know, I think the thing is, it's like there's there's amazing songs we've never heard. There's amazing books that, are, that we never read. Amazing movies that we haven't right. seen. Um, it's like no one gives a shit until you make them. I right. think it's and, not about the talent of it. Yeah. It's about the tenacity, the stick-to-itiveness, mm. and. Then I feel at the end of the day being grateful because I'm very grateful every day that I have hair. Somebody, you know, you see these things on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and they flash by these little things. And one of them said the other day, you know, you know, some, you, know you want a new car, you want a new house, you want new, new shoes. 
and I just don't want to have this tumor in me anymore. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck, I had that. Yeah. Like, I had that. And that is so true. I remember when I was sick, when I was really sick, I would think, like, I can't believe I didn't go out to eat more. I should have eaten out so much more. Like, had, you, know, you know, having experiences. Like, I would rather eat out than get a new jacket. I would. I'd just rather eat out and well, share time you, yeah, with somebody, exactly. like FaceTime with somebody. It's like vacationing almost rather than yeah. owning something. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, the because experience. Because once you get the can, you know, if you're, you know, if you don't, you know, can't take it with you and all that. So it's also general and it's nothing breakthrough. N- nothing I am saying is new, uh, but it's just my experience. And so maybe I can share that message with with others. Cue the music, Maria. Uh, what, where can we, where can we get the book? Storyworthymedia.com, Amazon, it's on, it's in paperback, Kindle, and the audio version. Everything's out. And your podcast again? Storyworthypodcast.com. Uh, and yeah, I mean, this is, this has been, see, these are things I did not know. Uh, so uh, I, I feel like I, I am kind of hopefully replicating, uh, the same feeling that uh, um, is this a video or picture? No, it's picture. Okay, <laughs> so I'm one of those people so. that are like I, you know. Thank you. I, uh, I'm so happy to meet you. No, really. pleasure. You, well, when I found out I was doing your show, yeah. Of course, I look right into you, mm-hmm. and I discovered this YouTube sensation, which I had no idea, and it's fascinating. It's it's very well. I'm, I'm a late bloomer when it comes. I have a lot to, a lot to learn stuff. from you. I could learn a lot from you. Well, you know, I'm learning. You're learning. Listen, I'll take you to Happy Sushi right by Trader Joe's. Okay. And we'll, you know, on, uh, on, on Hyperion. Hyperion. And I'll, that, you know, that I'll just drill your, I'll just drill your brain. Yeah, I mean, this is what I do. I do it all day. I mean, YouTube.com slash Jason Horton. If you wanna, uh, yeah. if you wanna check that out. Um, thank you so much, Christine Blackburn. It's thank so you. interesting. Check out her podcast. Read her book. Follow her on Twitter. Twitter. My Twitter's at Storyworthy, yeah. and I have a big uh, my game show Shotgun Storyworthy. We have a big show coming up, if I may plug it. Yes. May, may. 16th okay. at I.O. West in Hollywood. It's on I've the main I've been performing stage. there since 2006. Okay, so it's – oh. That's why we know so many people. Jason, yes. how funny. Yes. So it's Saturday night, 8 o'clock on the main stage. Awesome. Uh, Shotgun Storyworthy is, is back. You know, you spin the wheel, tell a true one-minute story. If you don't get it done in a minute, you get shot. It's just that simple. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, the pressure's on. It's all about pressure. Christine, thank you so thank much. You, uh, I want to thank Sideshow Network, uh, SideshowNetwork.tv. Make sure to subscribe to this, like it, leave a comment, come back for more. My name is Jason Horton, and this is Friends Without Benefit.